Warning, typical to the nature of the show, our opinions and views may contrast sharply with some commonly held beliefs and thoughts on spiritual concepts. Be prepared to be triggered if the subject matter is a sensitive topic for you. We are here to dig into the shadows, and this can be highly uncomfortable at times. This episode may contain curse words. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, welcome to the Embracing Contrast podcast with your hosts, Natalie White and Jackie Sharp. Today, we're going to talk about empaths, the idea of empaths, what we've learned that you know empaths are, and what we think about um, empaths. So I'm here with my friend, Natalie. Hello, Natalie. Hey, Jackie, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm interested to talk about empaths. We have kind of been talking about it a little bit, but um, whatever is going to come through should be interesting. So let's talk about what an empath is to start with, what mm-hmm. we've, what we know it to be, um, what we've seen, uh, talked about as, as being an empath. So mm. what, what have you seen about uh, what being an empath is? Yep, I feel like that label, that term gets gets thrown around and talked about. And sometimes I feel like there's a lot of added underlying contextual baggage around it. And I, you know, normally I'll say baggage around negative words, but still, you know, like even the positive words, if you have these underlying meanings that are attached to it. And to me, that's all baggage, you know? Um, so at its simplest, I would say that an empath is, uh, the definition of an empath would be somebody who feels the emotions of others around them or somebody who takes in the emotional energy of the environment in which they are um not with any particular connotations about good bad what it means what it doesn't mean you know all that stuff like at its most basic that's what I see it to be how about you yeah the same uh that's my understanding of what it means to be an empath is to feel the feelings of others uh, I've heard many different stories in in regards to being an empath, <laughs> and and that's really what I want to talk about right now is the stories surrounding uh, being an empath. Because here's the thing: <laughs> everyone has a story. Everyone has you know their experiences and their beliefs based on those experiences. And with empath, I see it so askew. There's so many different things like different variations on an empath. I've heard, I've heard the term empowered empath and, you know, <laughs> as far as, as stuff like that in the esoteric uh, types of teachings. And it's fascinating to me because really what you just said is what I think it is. It's this blanket term of feeling the feelings of others. And then to elaborate further, where, where do you go from there? We all have that ability to feel the feelings of others from my perspective. We all are capable of, of making that choice to want to feel into that same. or yes, I agree. To, to <laughs> leaving it where, where it sits. So it's kind of like an interesting thing. 
maybe someone who's listening who knows a little bit more about these things can message us and let us know their thoughts. But from from my perspective, it's very much uh, just not bigger than than what we just discussed it is. So it's fascinating to me because I've seen it used in kind of a context of, you know, almost an excuse to to feel into something or kind of avoid something within yourself so that, you know, I feel so deeply, I'm really sensitive. And it's kind of this mask. Uh, I was using it as a mask. So <laughs> I've also witnessed other people. It's like this mask of like, I just feel really deeply, but I'm not necessarily feeling my own feelings. I'm feeling the feelings of another. So let's kind of talk about that perspective because that's the shadow work perspective and everyone knows that's why we're here. So let's <laughs> dive into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I've seen lots of stories and this, this sense of, um, this may be a little triggering, I suppose to say, but I feel like there's this story attached to it that because I'm an empath, I'm this good, spiritual, evolved being, you know, there, and yet at the same time, I'm a victim, you know, there's this weird sort of thing attached to it that's like, oh, poor me, I've like, I can't help it, you know, I'm so sensitive, and, you know, taking, and this, and this, <laughs> it's, it feels maybe a little bit insensitive of me to say that, but I come from a place where this was me too. You know, I have always been sensitive. I have always taken on the emotions of others, you know, and I've held it back. I've hidden it because other people think that I'm being too sensitive, all that stuff. I get it. You know, like I'm not, I'm not judging this, but I feel like a lot of us take that on and use it as then poor me, I'm the victim of this thing I can't control. I just feel too deeply what other people feel. I can't hand, like, you know, and, and then we take it in as this, as this um, badge of honor almost of like, I'm so sensitive. I can't help it. Please don't hurt me. I'm too sensitive. And what in the end, you know, that it, you give your power away to other people when you look at it from this point of view. Yes, we feel and take on other people's emotions. And, but it doesn't mean that it has to be overwhelming. You know, the thing is, is that, <clears throat> oh, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things. <laughs> um, I personally do not call myself an empath. I personally don't, I don't know, the term feels a little like, mm, so what to me? Like, mm, I don't know, we can all, we, we all feel empathy. <laughs> We're all empaths, you know? Like, it's just a matter of how we deal with things. I mean, some people will close themselves off and use that as a protection. Some, um, some of us have learned to protect ourselves by allowing ourselves 
to take in the emotions and adjust accordingly. It's like a survival mechanism. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm having a lot of thoughts here and I totally lost where I was going with that. So I'm going to throw it back at you and let you respond to that so that we can then get on a better track because I totally lost myself there. <laughs> no worries. No, I, I I agree with you. I think <clears throat> there's a lot of baggage behind even the term empath in, in a lot of different ways. And for me, in my experience, uh, I when I was kind of starting my spiritual journey, I would see like, oh, you're an empath or this is what it means if you're an empath, these types of, you know, memes and and uh, spiritual teachings. And it resonated, but it didn't at the same time. There was this part of like, well, I guess I must be an empath if, if all of these things, you know, hit me, then yeah, it must be. But uh, in my in my soul, in, in the bottom of me, I, I didn't really resonate with it. It didn't make sense in my own way of being. Plus, uh, there, there's all the clairs, right? When we when we get into the, the spiritual teaching, and my biggest clair is uh, clairsentience followed by medium, the, the the clairvoyance. So it was like that clairsentience was like no, <laughs> I didn't like that. I don't enjoy feeling my own feelings. So there was no way I was going to also enjoy feeling other people's feelings. That wasn't a thing that I, I ever wanted to create in my experience. So I started to really push that part of me away further and further. To this day, I still don't like it. It's still kind of a, uh, in a, a dance between me and that aspect of me. But overall, it, it's really a choice. That's what I'm kind of getting at. What I've come to believe and realize is that it was always my choice whether I wanted to go in there and take on that that aspect of me or not. And I think with what you said with the victim is 100% because if we're in the victim mindset and we're like, oh my God, I can feel all these people's feelings and, you know, everything gets buried and we're already in the victim, then we become the victim of that. The victim of, ah, it's so hard because I feel everyone else's feelings. And then that continues to bury and mask and suppress more of the unconscious uh, within us. So there's like two sides to that is like the empowered part of me believes that it is a choice. Like it is a choice all the time if I allow that energy into my being or not. And I've gotten very good. That's like one of the things I've learned most of all on my journey is to not allow a lot of those things into my being. I can just be the observer and allow everything to exist without taking anything in or on. So it's like, that's kind of where, where, uh, I believe it sits. I do think there's a validity to it. I do think that we all are empaths and we all can feel each other's feelings if we choose to, if we want to do that, if we want to go there. But it's how we use it that kind of gets askew. And, that, and that's what I see the most of is how we're using it, getting askew and, and getting uh, a bit ass backwards sometimes <laughs> because it, it's really about us being able to feel whatever it is we're feeling. And it starts with us. So if we're not feeling our feelings and we're saying, oh my God, I can feel everyone's feelings, but I can't feel my own. <laughs> it, it, it just gets overwhelming. And then we have all this gunk to clear. Some of it's ours, some of it isn't because we've just continued to take in all of this stuff as our own. And it's time, like it becomes a beast of a different burden. And that's what I experienced. That has been my experience with it and kind of, unraveling it through shadow work and realizing, no, it was my choice. If, if I want to take that in, I can. If I don't, 
I don't. It's that simple. It's, it's yours. It's not mine. But uh, that's my perspective. So what are your thoughts? Uh, so that that is, you know, I, I agree with you. I, you know, it's, um, well, let me, let me, I would maybe like, I would use different words, but I definitely agree with like the basic premise of what you're saying. You know, I would, I would come at it from like a different way. It's like, um, so when I was younger, I had this experience, which was quite interesting. I observed it as it was happening in my experience when I was Oh, I was in high school still. I must have been 16, 17 years old, somewhere around there. I was working in this music studio as a receptionist. Um, They gave music lessons. And I was the closing receptionist. So I was at the front desk alone. And I was waiting for this one teacher with his student. They were the last ones. Um, And I was fine. You know, I was just kind of doing whatever I was doing, not feeling anything in particular. And then the the teacher and the student come out and they were having an argument. I don't know. I, I don't remember what it was, but it was totally between them. And it was, they, they were having difficulty with something. They were arguing. There was tension. It wasn't feeling good. It was, you know, this back and forth. And then I started to feel myself feeling it, you know, and I was not involved. They weren't talking to me. They were standing near me and not involving me personally in the situation had nothing to do with me. And I started to feel it. I started to feel the discomfort. I started to feel the anger. I started to feel this anxiety. And I like, I, I started getting into it and it was like, uh, you know, it was, it, it really started to make me anxious. And so they were, you know, then they, they resolved it and they left and I still had to do whatever things I had to do. And I remember them leaving and observing myself and being like, well, I'm still feeling it. That had nothing to do with me. And now I'm feeling angry, anxious, blah, 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 all this stuff. And I was like, whoa, oh my God. Like that was totally me just soaking up from the, from the people around me. And I like, I was able to observe this and I don't know that I did anything in particular. I think I was just like, whoa, that was intense, you know, kind of almost like shook it off in a way, you know, it was like, breathe a little bit, like come back to me and like, woof, okay. And then that was kind of that. But in that moment, I was like, whoa, that was crazy. So those weren't my emotions at all. That was them. That was their thing. This had nothing to do with me. And look at me, like, I was like, oh my God, I was almost feeding it with then suddenly my own things. I was, you know, going into it and amplifying it, making it bigger, you know, and, and, and making it mine until, and then once I realized that it wasn't, it like, you know, dissipated, whatever, like wasn't anymore. And then I, and, and that one experience was this huge revelation to me in how that worked and how I do take on the emotions of other people in that way and having this experience relating it to situations that do directly involve me that you know somebody's mad at me somebody's wanting something from me you know and and seeing how realizing 
how I do that in those situations too. I will take on their emotions, make it bigger, all that stuff, you know. Um, but that other situation was so eye-opening because it wasn't involving me. So then from that moment on, I was able to begin to notice this in myself. And it's um like, I don't know, that and that was a long, that was a long time ago. <laughs> that was like way before I started shadow work or any of that stuff, you know, but, but like I said, you know, like it was, it was this really big aha moment of understanding of this ability or, or how I relate to emotions in others and in environments and all that stuff, um, which brings me as, you know, to present day when I started to, when I learned and started to dive into human design, how that all connects and relates. Um, but let me throw it back to you before I start going on about something else. <laughs> let you know what what do you, what are your thoughts? That's that's cool. Yeah, and you know what? It, it's interesting as you said that story because that's how we're supposed to be with our own emotions. <laughs> it's like as soon as we have one, observe it. it it's like and for some reason, it's easier to practice if it's others, if it's external, if it's outside ourselves. But it's not going to help overall, you know, to, to do that. So it's fascinating. And I mean, I guess in a way it starts by learning how to observe the the feelings of others, because the more you can do that, in theory, the easier it starts to become to be able to do that for yourself. But yeah, I, I liked that. Um, yeah. And so, you know, when bringing the human design into it, it was it's interesting because for for those that don't know human design uh, and I won't dive into it but we we have these centers you know we we have these center energetic centers in our bodies which correspond a lot to like the chakras it's a little bit different but you know if you know you know, I'm, I know lots of people know chakras so like if you think of chakras the, the human design centers are kind of like that so in human design we have this one center that's the emotional center that is um kind of related to the solar plexus in the traditional chakra system um and these energetic centers in human design, you can have them defined or undefined. And the thing about defined versus undefined is that when you have a center that is defined, you have a fixed way of experiencing the energy of that center. You have this, like it, it's, it's yours, kind of like something that will be consistent for you. It will be the same. You're, you can count on it. You know, it's like, like that that's something that um yeah it's like yours now the emotional center is interesting because people who have an undefined emotional center don't have what human design calls the emotional wave so the emotions for a defined person will rise up from in them and they will experience it as theirs i have a completely open emotional center, which means that there's um, within a center, there are gates which connect one center to another. So you can have a center undefined, but also have defined gates in it. So that would be an undefined center. Now, if you have a completely open center, you have no gates. It's like completely open. You have no 
fixed way whatsoever of experiencing any of the energy in that center. When you have a gate defined in an undefined center, when that center is defined by somebody else or by the transits, um, which you can get a center defined through your interaction with other people or as the planets transit, um, so you will experience it in a certain way that way. But and I'm trying to like summarize here and not get too deep into teaching about human design or whatever. So hopefully this is making sense to those who don't really know about it. And feel free to ask, you know, in the group or in comments or whatever to get further explanation if you are not understanding what I'm saying here. But um, so coming back to speaking of the of my experience with it. So my emotional center is completely open. So I am just, I, I take it in. I don't have any that's my own. Not that I don't feel things. I feel things, but they don't necessarily rise up from me in a wave and occur in the same way as for somebody that has it defined. So I really take it in as a sponge. And a lot of the times I've seen it said that the people who have it undefined or open are more, you know, like what we describe an empath to be. That, you know, completely taking in other people's energies, being overwhelmed by it, being unable to separate yourself from it, amplifying it, you know, and, and that is what the open and undefined centers do. So it was quite interesting to see that for me because like, oh yeah, you know, definitely uh, that is my experience. And that's not to say that people who have it defined can't be empathic, can't feel other people's feelings. It's just that they have a different way of doing so. So what, and I don't say this as like, this is how it is, but my thought on it is that I sort of wonder if this image that we have of what an empath is, the one who can't help but be overtaken by other people's feelings who can't manage it, who, who completely lose themselves to it. Are, it's not a picture of those of us who have it undefined, that the emotional center, sorry, um, or open, because that is that experience that we have with it. And it's, it can be really hard to manage. We tend to be conditioned by our undefined and open centers. We, because it's not something that we have consistent access to. So then we try to be um, we take on things that aren't our own as if it was ours when we're not aware of the distinction, which is what I would do with the emotions. Like I said, you know, like in that situation, that was totally my conditioned open emotional center, taking on the emotions around me because not realizing that I'm that how it works for me is just, it passes through me. I have this experience and it's not supposed to be for me. I'm just like, it's like, you know, letting the wave pass over me. I'm not riding the wave. It's just, I'm just there. It's just, it's not mine. It's not for me. You know, my, my way of experiencing it is just to let it go and not hold on to it. So again, I feel like I'm rambling. I don't know why I'm having so much trouble talking about this subject. Like there's like so much I could say about it. And then you know, getting the human design stuff in it without trying to get too deep into it is like, I, 
oh, I don't know. I'm having like trouble here. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a, it's an interesting topic because it's where a lot of us do start to trust our intuition and, and trust those feelings. And it, it's just those, those little glimpses of the, the, the way we see empaths, the way it's used that kind of knocks us astray and, and puts us a little bit off course that you're, we're focusing <laughs> on trying to get back on course, which it seems like a huge challenge for some reason, because it, it is quite off path with, with how I've experienced, uh, any empathic stuff I don't know what is what is mine am I defined I can't remember you're the one that that knows my chart <laughs> what is that <laughs> yes yours is undefined I don't think it was completely open but I think you had like you know one or two it's not very many um so yours yours is undefined as well interesting that makes that makes sense it makes sense to me <laughs> it does <laughs> but uh, it, it, like like with everything in life too, it comes down to choice, how how you use it, how you perceive it, you know? So it, it's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> and what I spoke to earlier with the like never wanting to have <laughs> any feelings. So I, it was just kind of like, nope, 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 push, 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 push. If, if you're looking at it, it's like, you know, the pong when you go back and forth. That was me with everyone's <laughs> feelings and my own. Like, nope, nothing gets in the gold. It's back and forth. Uh, yeah, that makes total sense. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, but yeah, so, you know, it's not that. And, and here's the thing. It's interesting because <clears throat> part of the, the difficulty for the open emotional centers the you know i'll just say undefined well let's just understand that undefined is both the open and undefined you know so for the undefined centers it's difficult because we <clears throat> we feel the emotions of the people with defined centers that are around us and we take them in when we're when we're coming from our unconscious or our conditioning you know when we're when we're coming from this unhealthy place we don't we have trouble dealing with it. They feel their emotions and we feel it amplified. We feel it more than they do. And an interesting thing here, okay, here, this, this was like super interesting about the interplay between the people with defined emotional centers and people with the undefined <clears throat> emotional centers is that um, when a person with, an, uh, with a defined center is also coming from their unconscious when they're coming from an unhealthy emotional place they will or you know they will have their feelings and all that stuff and we experience the underlying truth of their emotions as undefined people more so than they do we get the full weight of their unconscious junk because we're open centers because they're ignoring their tr emotional truths, we're experiencing the bad parts, you know, the bad, you know, quote unquote bad, the difficult, the unhealthy, yucky, mucky stuff more so. So what happens is that us undefined centers, we tend to be conflict avoidant. We're like, oh my God, 
stop. We, we tend to be the pleaser, the people pleasers, the ones who are like, please just don't feel the bad things. I can't handle your bad things because we amplify it. That's what we do. We can't, that's part of what having this undefined centers is. And it, you know, it's not ours. So then we, we get overwhelmed by it. We try to do whatever we can to make them not feel bad because it feels worse to us when they feel bad, when they feel those feelings. So that, you know, so with, you know, it's important for everybody to be healthy. The more that the defined centers can be healthy, the less that they're going to put that unconscious yucky muck on us, you know, the more less they will project it outward onto us. And that's good for us. Yet, just because they are, you know, having that experience, it doesn't mean that we need to, you know, uh, pro uh, let it come at us in an unhealthy way. It's a matter of then us learning what it means to be that receptor, to be that sponge, you know, we are, okay, it would be the difference between being a sponge and a, a sieve, right? That's how you pronounce it. So, you know, the, or, or a sponge and a colander, you know, <laughs> the sponge absorbs it, the colander, it just passes through it. You know, that's what we, we want to be more like the colander. And that is us learning how to how to let it pass through us, you know, rather than trying to hold on to it. And that, that is where the shadow work comes in. That is where understanding your, your misconceptions, your images, your mask, your everything, you know, your stories, though, that's where the sponge comes in. That's where you take it in. Once you begin to clean that out, you remove the sponges and you leave the colander. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes total sense. And it, it explains a lot because I, I used to, as I say, just to be avoidant. <laughs> uh, and uh, I shifted that to after I did my shadow work. And now, uh, yeah. It, it's more like the the process of just going through instead of I'm not even avoiding it. I just I know it exists. I, I understand it. And then it's just out. You know, it's interesting when when you can do that for yourself and and then you can start to do that for others. It really does start that way. It's like it's interesting, you know, and the more that you do your shadow work, the deeper you go within yourself, the easier it becomes for you to feel those feelings, the easier it becomes for that flow to just happen. And then when it's already happening naturally for yourself, if, if anyone has some big emotions around you, it's suddenly like, oh, right through the same thing, you know, it, it it's it feels better, feels lighter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, um, and it's interesting, you know, I, I keep coming back to the whole ocean analogy. I like the ocean analogy for consciousness. And I, I always have used it in lots of ways. And it makes sense because we do talk about emotions as water, you know, and the element of water in astrology and all this stuff anyway. Um, but I had, I had an experience a long time ago where it was after, you know, that one that I talked about in high school, uh, years later in my 20s. Some years later in my 20s, 
um, as after I was doing the shadow work, after I had gotten into the path work and really started to explore my truths, go into my emotions, start to work on that stuff. I had this experience where I, and it's hard to put into words, but I was able to experience myself as separate from my emotions. We tend to identify with our emotions as being us, but they at least for, let me, you know, put this in as a, you know, aside, at least for us, undefined emotional centers. I think this is relevant. We are not our emotions. What we feel is separate from us. And I experienced it as a current in the ocean. I thought, I was like, whoa, oh my God, I can sense the difference between my consciousness and the emotions that are happening around me. It was like I was swimming in this current and I like sort of floated down beneath it and I could just feel how the emotions passed over me, above me, around me. It was like, oh, they aren't me. So that's the other thing. You know, it's about experiencing yourself as not being your emotions. Now, for for a defined emotional center, I've seen it discussed as the like, you know, as like I said, the emotional wave. And somebody in some I saw somebody saying that they experience themselves as the wave. So I'm not necessarily sure how that ties into my analogy because that's that's my experience and I'm an undefined center. So if you're in a defined emotional center, take it with a grain of salt and explore it within yourself. Um, however, for all of us who are undefined, I'd say, you know, we are not the emotions that we experience. They are like, they are currents in the ocean and we are the diver who floats along the currents who can go beneath them and, you know, let it pass over them. Um, it's quite fascinating to experience too. It was like, oh my God, yeah, you know, um, I am not my emotions. They simply pass through me and that's how it should be, <laughs> you know? Um, and being able to observe these things, that is truly the important thing, like you were saying, you know, that's, um, that is everything. Yeah, that's funny. I recently had that that revelation and we discussed it, how where I felt the, the sort of disconnect between like my emotional being and my, and my physical being. It was like there were two separate things like I, I didn't realize, you know, my mind was separate from from everything else. It's fascinating when you when you notice the the almost the divide disconnect, whatever it is, but they're connected. It's not a disconnect, but they're not together anymore. Separateness. Yeah, there, there's a separateness between them. And they were very much together. <laughs> Most of my life, it was like I was just thinking I felt whatever kind of way. And it wasn't allowing my feelings to actually exist. So when I actually allowed the feelings to exist and realized that my mind was the one that was the space holder for those feelings, it was like, whoa. And it took months of me just playing with that and, you know, playing with this idea and doing the shadow work to actually feel the difference. But, but when I felt the difference, it was like, holy crap, this is so weird. <laughs> you know, my mind is making these choices based on my feelings. And my feelings are a contrast to what my mind knows it should be doing. So it's like, oh. <laughs> it, it was really hard to, to navigate uh, through the 
feelings when you when you're, you have this divide, but at the same time, it overall feels good, which was weird, right? <laughs> because it's like your mind tells you these stories, but the feeling's like, no, it's okay, trust it, trust yourself. And then you're just like, oh, you know, it's, it's fascinating when when you do the shadow work and you start to go deeper and deeper. And this does take time. You know, none of us can do shadow work overnight and everything be changed. But it's it's a whole process. And it really is like peeling back layer upon layer upon layer to get to that ooey gooey center where you're just, <laughs> you know, able to to see all these things and to be here in the space that we're in. So it's it's interesting and fascinating. And I'm grateful to have had this conversation with you today. Yes, uh, even though it kind of seemed a little, uh, at least for me, difficult to pry out. And I'm not sure it necessarily <laughs> makes sense to everybody who was listening. So I hope it does, guys. Um, but yes, it's a good conversation to have. <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast, head on over to the Embracing Contrast podcast community on Facebook, where we will share even more content, answer questions you may have, and get you up to date on all upcoming workshops and classes hosted by Natalie White and Jackie Sharp. See you there. Thank you for listening to the Embracing Contrast podcast. Until next time, goodbye.